We're up to our necks in new music here on Music Talk. Today we talked to Laura Veers about her new album, Found Light, and working for the first time with producer Shazad Ismaili. In a yellow coat, she scoops up the sky. Five singles laugh at a flying green kite. Um, Shazad Ismaili was my co-producer on this album, and he's a wonderful musician who lives in New York. He's got a studio in Brooklyn, and we had met... 15 years ago on tour in Italy with Carl Blau, my other friend, and this other songwriter. And right. he's like an accompaniment kind of person. He doesn't write songs, but he accompanies people on tour and also records people. And we had a really fun time on tour. And he made a bunch of cool records in the interim, one of which is um, Following Mountain by Sam Amadon, which I really loved. And Sam's a friend of mine. He's on Nunsuch, and we've done tours together. And I asked him if he liked working with Shazad, he's like, he's wonderful. So I, I pulled the trigger and called him and he came out to Portland. I had already done some of the recording myself and some at my friend Dave Depper's house, uh, who's the multi-instrumentalist from Def Cab for Cutie, but uh-huh. everything was just so tough in the pandemic, like single parenting and um, going through a divorce, everything just like, it took a while to get the right, right. combination of things and the right timing. But it did happen, and we recorded most of the album Shazad and I in Portland and Brooklyn in September of 2021. So making the record, uh, I mean, obviously this is a big deal for you. You know, you went through the whole breakup thing, and you probably don't want to talk about that specifically, but it obviously permeates the feel of the record and the songwriting. So tell tell me what you're thinking about now as far as what you want to talk about as far as that goes. Oh, thanks for asking in such a kind way. Sometimes people <laughs> don't do that, so I appreciate your sensitivity <laughs> right. around that. But yeah, so people who don't know, I divorced my husband of 20, well, we weren't married for 20 years, but we had a musical collaboration for 20 years, and we have two kids, and um, he was my producer for 20 years, so it was a big deal to end that relationship, but it was the right thing, and as a result, I had to figure out how I was going to make music going forward, and it was a just a kind of like transformation of self and rediscovery of self that I'm glad I did, but it certainly wasn't easy, but yeah, you hear the, the kind of like challenge and beauty of transformation on this record. And Mm. I hope that people who are going through something similar would be able to relate to it. And that's partly why I made it as a way to share with others who might be going through something like that, but also, Honestly, probably more primarily, I was I was making it to prove to myself that I could make one without my ex because he sure. he was just I, I kind of became overly reliant on him psychologically for like a stamp of approval and I had to do that myself and I'm glad that I pushed myself to do it because I do have the skills to to do the whole thing like decide all the songs and write all right. the songs and produce it with my friend and like make all the decisions about, I didn't mix it, but you know, I made tons of decisions that I'd never made in a record making experience before. So that was really gratifying and actually a big confidence booster because Shazad and I wanted to record it live and we did. So we just sat down and played the songs and I hadn't done that before. Um, it was always more, more like play to a click, everybody's separate and it's more like pieced together. And so this one was more like live and, and I, you can hear more, probably more mistakes or like, I guess I would say like human qualities to my voice and little things happening that are more, I I would just say alive or human is the best word I can come up with. So 
because it is a live performance. It's a performance. Right. It's not, it's not a like um, cobbled together. Not that my ex was cobbling, but some people do cobble recordings together and sure. they like yeah. start with like a, a beat, which has like, it's to a grid and it's on the click and it's very organized. And this was more like free flowing. And I appreciated that. Mm. So it must have been different. I mean, really different for you to work with a different person and go make that relationship, you know, in the studio happen, especially with the songs that you were writing. And so did it affect, did you make your music, think about your music differently this time around? I mean, I just wanted to write songs that felt authentic to my experience. And I wanted to... I wanted to record them live because I knew I felt deep down I was capable of it, but I wasn't sure. But right. with Shazad, I mean, he wasn't a close friend. Now Shazad is a close friend, but I just had this gut feeling he was going to be a good collaborator in terms of allowing me to be experimental. And, um, and, and also I noticed just through working with him and talking with other people, he doesn't have any ego problems. And I think in music in general, but especially with male musicians, you can run into ego problems. And <laughs> he didn't have any, you know, like right. this song Eucalyptus, we struggled with. And um, I had started it off with a bossa nova rhythm and I just didn't like the guitar part at all. And right. I was like, let's try this kind of bass line because he's a great bass player and drummer. I, I have a lot of ideas, but I can't execute them that well yet, bass and drums. And he would just play this amazing bass thing and then do a drum thing that I'm asking him to do. And then over and over that day, for like eight hours, I just didn't like anything. Even though they were my ideas and he was playing them, <laughs> I didn't like any of them. And he was fine with it. He never had any like pushback or problems. And he was very patient. And then eventually we found the right treatment for the song. It just took a lot of searching. On my morning run today. I passed a eucalyptus tree Reminded me of California But I, what I liked about working with him was I didn't feel um, like I didn't feel like I needed to, to like be overly nice or be sure to like pad his feelings or you know the things that women sometimes do to like not fully assert themselves. I didn't feel that way at all. Right. Not like I was just like tough and mean or anything, but I was just like, no, I don't think that's working. He's like, cool, let's try another thing, you know? And right. was, so like that, that experience was new for me just in terms of me being at the helm and running the show, but not feeling like any tension with anyone around that. So I do think, of, I mean, I guess your question was, do I think about my songs differently or my music differently? I don't think in the writing process, I didn't think differently about it. I was just always, I'm always coming from just like a, I mean, yes, it changed, but not radically. It's not like I went to a time, an entirely new genre of music, Right. but yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah. I, I do. I do question like what I'll do next. I don't, have any idea and I don't even feel drawn to making music. I'm actually really drawn to doing visual arts right now. I've been oh. doing a painting painting thing for over a year and it, that's been really fun. <laughs> like abstract, some abstract paintings and some, um, some pen and ink with acrylic added. Um, they're on my Instagram. You can see them all. There. Okay. All right. I'll take a look. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah, too old but, for Instagram. I can't figure it out. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. It's fine. It's like mostly abstract, bigger, bigger abstract paintings with canvas. But I think 
like I'm just at a very open stage of life. I'm, right. I'm not partnered. I, I mean, I do have two kids and I'm a single mom with like a heavy parenting schedule. But in general, like in my personal life and in my artistic career life, it's it's like a wide open book. And I guess you could yeah. say that's true for anyone at any time. Like everything's always open, but it doesn't I'm not locked into anything. And that feels good. Right, right, right. So you mentioned the kids and all, and everybody knows that you were married and now you're not. Were you concerned about how much to put into these songs to make public when you were writing these songs and recording them? You know, a song like Ring Song is fairly personal and intimate. Maybe you'll hear me on the radio. Maybe I'll see you in a dream. Maybe next time I'll wake up when the heart if you're gonna be an artist you shouldn't be too too afraid of that because right. everyone knows that that's where that vulnerability is where the connection point is and the um the often the most human relatable mm -hmm. like soul touching stuff is very personal Right. I liken it to like Joni Mitchell's Blue album, which right. is so open and she just didn't have any guard up and you can hear that. So, and, and, but honestly, now I do right this week, I've been feeling a little vulnerable because I'm like, shit, I just really laid it all out there. But then <laughs> right. I was like, you know what, what's, what is the point of not doing that? Like the, if you're just going to walk around with a mask on with your music, there really is no point in doing that. And the point of what I was trying to do was be really honest and open. And you, you touch on, I touched on personal stuff, but mm -hmm. none of it is like radically different from other things that people go through when they go through something like this. Okay. So, with, yeah. With that in mind, tell me a little bit about the sword song, if you don't mind. Skeleton in black armor comes riding on a white horse. Boat floats down the river, can't find its course. I'm turning my sword into a flower. My sword into a flower. Um, that one I wrote with the with the idea of I want to make songs that hold up on their own without any instrumentation. Uh -huh. And I have aspired to make an album like that for a long time. I've never done it, but I hope to one day where I feel that songs are strong enough that they don't need anything else. And in this case, that's the truth. I didn't want to add anything. We, we experimented with, it's just a voice and a guitar and very yeah. simple chord. Um, but we, we thought about adding like a field recording of kids playing in there or we had like a, a flute part, but none of it really, none of it sung as brightly as having nothing. And I, and I really love that. Like that is something that's very hard to do. And um, so I'm proud of that one. And it's like basically surrendering to forgiveness so that I don't have the feeling of fighting in myself. Whether or not I'm communicating with my ex about that doesn't matter. Right. It's how I feel in my own soul that I'm forgiving uh, him and 
that I am moving on with my life and not fighting anymore. Not fighting myself, not fighting him, just not fighting anyone. That's kind of the point of that song. Hmm. Yeah. Now, uh, on a completely different, there's a little instrumental, uh, a Japanese word, was it track 13? Korum, I don't know how to pronounce it. So, <laughs> but it's, it's, you tell me what I'm talking about because I don't know. Yes. <laughs> it's called Koma Rebi, which is a, and I don't actually know how to pronounce that in Japanese. I, ha- it I should ask. Sounded pretty good someone. to me. But yeah, it's, it means um, light passing through the trees. have like one word that encapsulates five uh, English words and I just think that's so neat that they have their own word for light falling through the trees and that's that word and so that song came about when I was collaborating with one of the musicians who played on the album in New York his name's Aaron Roach and he he was like I'd love to do a remix of that song of um Let's see, which one is that ring song? Yeah. Yeah. And so he morphed it into his own kind of like abstract dream world landscape, kind of like instrumental piece with some washed out backing, like a kind of trippy vocal thing, which I think kind of cleanses the palate of the ear before you head home to the final like banging outro song. The last song was like pretty aggressive, like, I got this kind of like, I'm cool. I got this, you know, outro song, which normally in the past I would have, I mean, my ex did all the sequencing too. So, but he would always end the albums with a more pensive note, like right. a, like a thoughtful meditation note. And I was like, I'm going out f- like flaming with fire on this one. So, so the song is called winter windows, right? You've got yes. a video for it and you yes. got somebody on somebody on BVs that sounds like Kate Bush. I don't know what's going on. So that, tell me. That's that's me. And sometimes I'll do that with a song where I'm, I'm got like the basic lyrics done, but I, sh- I can tell the music isn't right or the melody's not right. Mm-hmm. And so I'll mess with it for a long time, sometimes like a year. And just on and off, like listen back and be like, is that it? Because you kind of just have this gut feeling sometimes like that's it. And like in terms of that's the right music and that's the right lyrics for this song. So there were quite a few iterations, but I remember when I wrote this version of it, I was like, yep, that's it. I'm not going to write it anymore. Because once you get to that point, you're like, well, we're done now and move on to the next one. Um, But yeah, so it took a while, but, and I wrote it on nylon string and I played it on nylon string, even though it's really, did I play it on nylon string on the album? Oh, there is a nylon backing part. It's electric on the album, but there's nylon in there. Anyway, it's, um, it's about me taking the reins of my life, you know, my whole life now being a single mom and being an artist on my own, independent of any kind of like male partnership or either romantically or musically. It's, it's Mm. about like self-realization and 
strength. Like the strength of motherhood is the key, the key uh, element of that song. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, speaking of guitar, no, it ends noisily right at the end. There's a, and kind of, to me, it felt like it's like, okay, that kind of cleanses the palate for whatever's going to come next. What were you thinking about as far as that production choice? I, I just wanted people to go out with like a feeling of power. Like uh-huh. I feel empowered. I feel power. And hopefully when someone hears that, they feel powerful. Um, but yeah, I, I instead of like a soft pensive ending and um but i don't yeah and i think it does i mean i feel like the whole record sets people up to wonder what's what's next because it does chart a lot of new territory and a lot of different territory sonic territory so and i actually have no idea what's next like (laughs) i just have no (laughs) clue in the universe what is next for me as an artist but if you're really honest with yourself, most of the time people don't know what's your, that's like the job of the artist is to yeah. walk in the dark. You don't know you're in the dark. You have to make your own light and find your own way. And you don't know where you're going for a long time. Then you start to see where you're going and then you can craft the whole thing. 